listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for our relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. What's up? Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. It is your host, Sita Hood, licensed therapist and vision architect. I am kicking off this episode with a question. We're just going to jump right into it. We're not going to procrastinate. Do you like yourself? I know it sounds strange, but really, I want you to pause and I want you to consider the answer for the question. Do you like yourself? If the answer is yes, what is it that you like about yourself? If the answer is no, what don't you like about yourself? I'm going to pause here and I want you to really marinate on that question. You can pause the episode and think about it or jump on in and let's keep moving forward. So when you answer the question, did you go into a whole list of things that you do well? If you did, there's no reason to feel ashamed of that, but I want to shift something in you today. I want you to lean in close for this. You ready? You are worthy without all those things. You have value without needing to rattle off a list of things that you do well. You are good enough. And why are these things true? I'm going to tell you the simple reason why these things are true about you. Yes, you in particular, not a broad audience, you listening to this episode right now. These things are true because God said so, period. You have breath in your body. You also have purpose, right? If you're still breathing, if you're still walking, if you're still living, you have purpose. You were uniquely crafted to impact this generation. But the truth is, it's more about your entire being as opposed to your impressive performance, right? And let's be clear, you are impressive, okay? (laughs) You slay pretty much everything you touch simply because you put your whole self into it. But again, the truth is that you don't even need all of that. All that is required of you to accept yourself, to be loved, to be accepted by other people is to simply be Do you find yourself falling into the trap of believing that in order to be worthy, in order to be good enough or to accept yourself, that you have to be performing or productive? I know. I know. I feel like I already know the answer to the question. (laughs) But again, I'm talking to you and I'm asking you the question because I want you to know the answer to the question. I'm trying to shift some things in you. I'm trying to shake some things loose. I want to talk to you today about performative self-acceptance. Here's the scenario. 
You wake up exhausted. You go to bed exhausted and you wear it like a badge of honor. When people ask you how you're doing, you're like, oh, child, I'm tired. Oh, child, I'm exhausted. And I would probably argue that in most of those situations, you don't actually pause to think about how you feel because you're so used to saying you're exhausted. One time I had fixed my mouth to say, I'm so exhausted today. But then before I said it, I had to actually consider, wait a minute, I slept really good. I'm not actually exhausted. This is just a narrative that I've been telling myself. And ever since I had that revelation that I need to truly pause, pause and check in. And this was a while ago, pause and check in and see how I'm actually doing before responding to that question for myself in my journaling. And then even for other people, it is not a badge of honor to be exhausted. It's not a badge of honor to be tired. Now it's okay for you to say you're tired or exhausted. If that's actually how you feel, nobody wants you to be running around here lying to folks, right? (laughs) But I want you to actually pause and check in. So we wear it like a badge of honor, but in reality, that exhaustion, that continuous performance, that ideal perfectionist view of productivity, it's the chains that are keeping you imprisoned. You want to move beyond your current reality, but you're chained. You feel like you're stuck. You feel like you can never shift into that vision that you have for your life. And it's because you keep being dragged down by these chains. You will never reach your goal if you don't learn how to accept yourself as you are. A work in progress, yet beautifully flawed. Also... If we keeping it a hundred, which we like to do on this show, there is a glaring fact that I talk about often on this podcast that a lot of you, but especially you, yes, you, you look in the mirror, you like to ignore. You're human. And being human is okay. It's okay. <laughs> I know, I know you probably like, I know that. But I need you to know it in the deepest parts of you, because this is what keeps you stuck in performative self-acceptance. Okay, if you know me, you know I like to dig. So let's dig in a little bit deeper. Performative. Google, good old Google. Google says that this is relating to or of the nature of dramatic or artistic performance, right? Acceptance, Google says, is the action or process of being received as adequate or suitable. So let's put it together. Performative self-acceptance is relating toward the nature of a performance, artistic performance, that makes me adequate or suitable enough for my life, my situation, the people around me, me even. So when I ask you, do you like yourself? I don't want you to consider the dramatic performance that you give every day when you strut into work and you kill a presentation. 
I don't even want you to consider the Instagram reel of the amazing pasta sauce recipe that you flawlessly executed. Because let's be clear, you did that. Okay, you did that. (laughs) But when I ask you that question, I mean, do you really like you? The you that shows up when you're alone and you just get to exist and you just get to be. Do you like that person? While you marinate on that question, we're going to pause and have a word from our sponsor for this episode. Hey, hey, I got a question for you. What are you doing August 25th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time? Nothing. Okay, cool. I want to invite you to join me for the Lovish Podcast anniversary episode. Yes, we turned one this month. I can't even believe that it's been a whole year of these podcast episodes, hearing from you, recording these episodes live, answering your questions. So in celebration of the podcast turning one, I'm going to be hosting a live show. Best part? you get to be a part of the show. So we will be featuring live Q&A. You can come on camera if you want, or you can just submit your questions in the chat. And then we're going to be engaging in one of my favorite things to do, giveaways. In order to be chosen for a giveaway, though, you've got to register. So if you're interested in joining me for this anniversary episode, click the link in the show notes and sign up to register so that you can get the link your exclusive RSVP pass to join me in this recording. All right. I hope I see you there. Talk soon. Bye. Okay. Welcome back. I hope that I see you at the podcast anniversary show. Trust me, it's going to be so exciting and fun. I always enjoy when I do these shows live with you guys. All right, let's jump back in. So a lot of my clients get really stuck on this concept of performative self-acceptance without even realizing it, which is why I encourage you to answer the question, to pause and answer the question at the beginning of the episode, whether you really truly liked yourself or liked who you are, because a lot of people's first response is, yeah, of course. But if you think about it, you really like the things that you do. You like yourself and you believe that you're worthy only based on the fact that your productivity is at an all time high. Uh, I saw this quote or this meme that was floating around. I'm not sure who it was from several years ago that said black and brown women often think that they are failing when they are not productive. But in reality, a large part of that is based in trauma and anxiety. And I couldn't agree more with that post. It's all connected trauma, anxiety, and this performative self-acceptance because this is how we were raised to wear it as a badge of honor. So when you're not at an all time high with your productivity, you feel like you're failing and you're struggling to love yourself in that particular season. And truthfully, so many of us are actually caught up in this narrative that when somebody like me points it out, you might get upset 
Or you might think to yourself or say to yourself, okay, this is not what I was looking for when I signed up for this program or when I signed up to work with you or when I signed up, you know, for fill in the blank. And to that, I usually say to my clients, it might not be what you were looking for, but it's what you need. You need a hard confrontation of the truth. And here's why. You cannot be a woman of influence, a woman who changes lives, a woman who genuinely invests in her vision and her future if you don't accept yourself without the performance. You will not live every day of your life at optimal performance levels. And because of that, you need to know how to love on yourself in the in-between phases. You need to know that you're still valuable in the in-between phases because otherwise you will hinder yourself. You will stop yourself from progressing forward, feeling like what you're doing is a mistake. And it's a cycle that you have to work through, that you have to go through, that you have to keep pushing through in order to come to accept yourself without this performance piece. So start today. Divorce yourself from the narrative that you have to perform in order to be accepted. Divorce yourself from the narrative that productivity has to look a certain way. I talked to so many women that beat themselves up because they weren't as productive as they like to be. And there are a lot of ways that you are being productive that aren't the average views of productivity. So we talk about like mental wellness and emotional wellness. Have you ever actually stopped to examine that those have their own productivity indicators. So if you find yourself exhausted and you can't finish that report, so you have a lazy day and you watch TV all day or you read a book, that was still being productive. And usually when I say this, people are like, what, how? But I didn't do anything. It was productive for your mental and your emotional wellness. And that's what matters because your mental and your emotional wellness are the foundation for your creativity. You need creativity to show up and slay your workday. You need to be optimized spiritually, physically, emotionally, and everything in between in order to be creative. So when your body conked out on you and you took a lazy day, that was actually your body letting you know, like, girl, you've been doing too much and we can't keep doing this. We need to chill right now. So yeah, I get that you had this super long 10 checkoff list to tend to today, but I can't do that. I need to reset. And so we have to get into the habit of honoring our bodies, honoring our minds, honoring what we need and not feeling guilty about that. Because let me tell you something, even Jesus rested after seven days. Now, come on, come on. You're not greater than God now. <laughs> if God needed a break after putting in work for seven days or six days, right? Who do you think you are? So that lazy day guilt that you have, I need you to release the guilt today because you were being productive for your body and your mind. We have to reframe how we see productivity. 
Also, I would argue that if you find yourself taking more lazy days than you would like, you probably need to reconfigure your entire life system. I talk to people about this all the time. Yes, we have goals. Yes, we have visions. And I think that the idea of being attached to a schedule or routine consistently for a month, a year, etc. sounds really good, but we don't leave space enough for life changes and life transitions with seasons or even um, the ways that we feel. We don't leave room for, uh, you know, maybe somebody in my family has something change. And now because of their change, for example, maybe my husband switched switched shifts on his job, which now requires me to switch around my schedule for picking up the kids or dropping off the kids or dinner. So then the system that worked for me before might not work for me in this season. So most of the time, if you find yourself needing a a gang of lazy days all backed up, you just need to reevaluate your system. And that's a whole nother episode. But Essentially, you're doing too much and you're not leaving enough space for wellness. Wellness is a daily practice. It is a lifestyle, not just a small thing that we do, like something as simple as like a self-care hour or whatever. Like that's okay. Those are fine. But wellness is a much larger picture. We practice spiritual wellness by praying, by reading the Bible, by meditating, We practice physical wellness by honoring our body and not overworking ourselves in the gym, by nourishing your body and feeding it what it wants, by engaging in physical activities that strengthen our body. We practice mental and emotional wellness by saying no when something is out of alignment with our vision for life. Being around people who challenge us yet who bring us joy, resting when our minds require it. So do you see how this would change your life by adopting this perspective, by understanding that wellness is a lifestyle and by viewing that wellness is a lifestyle, by viewing that productivity can be in several different departments, how you are being productive, how no matter what you do, if you practice acceptance that is not based on your productivity, not based on this performance or checking things off your to-do list, that would dramatically change your life. It's so much deeper than the surface level of self-care that's on social media. Wellness builds you up to be able to think clearly and accept yourself regardless of your performance in life. So you don't have to attach those things together. And, you know, this is the Lavish Podcast and we talk about the meaning of love pretty often. So what is love? Love allows you the space to be you. Love accepts you for who you are and where you are. So that means that even if I want something that I see as better for you, greater for you, I can still love you regardless of whether, you know, you hit my standard or not. And who said that my standard was the standard? Love is also invested in you and your long-term growth. So again, with the same sort of concept in mind, even if you're not hitting the standard, if I see the potential in you to hit that standard, you know, loving you through your phase of coming to understand who you are. 
even if I don't understand who you are, even if, you know, you never reach my particular standard or my thought about where you should be choosing to love you regardless. Sadly, women of color have grown accustomed to the idea that stretching yourself thin is a pattern of living or badge of honor. Is that you? You can be honest. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I'm not talking to you in the front. I'm talking to you way back there in the back, trying to hide. Yeah, it's time to let that go, because when we don't measure up to our impossible standards, we feel like we're failing. You are not failing. That's what I want you to know today. You're not failing. The pieces are simply falling into place. But the work that you have to do is to divorce yourself from the idea that you have to be doing in order to be accepted. In order to be accepted, you only need to be. So again, divorce yourself from the idea that you have to do all of these things and accept that you only have to be the woman that God created. You only have to be yourself. Girl, what you been listening to? What you been watching? What you been reading? Media Queens, what's up? Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been such a long time since we have done a Media Queens segment. And truthfully, I think it's because I've had uh, so many guests on the show. I want you to know that my media has not stopped, right? (laughs) Uh, Media is one of the ways that I uh, feed myself, like or that I practice wellness. Um, I'm a very intellectual person and That doesn't mean like, oh, I'm better than somebody. I'm intellectual. No, that just means that I thoroughly enjoy intellectual conversations about um, life and different scenarios and things like that. So with that being said, I'm an intellectual person, which means I have not stopped reading, even though I haven't you know, done a Media Queen segment for a while. And I definitely have not stopped watching shows. Now, I might have slowed down a little bit because of my time finishing this doctorate, but I'm still here for all my Media Queens. So um, one of the books that I read recently that I think was just absolutely amazing was The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. If you have read this book, let me know. And I'm not sure if I told you guys, but I love psycho thrillers. Um, and this was a good psycho thriller. And so I'm trying not to give very much away. And I know I haven't said anything yet, but that's the reason why I haven't said anything. So without giving too much away, the basis of this entire book is built on a desire for acceptance and how horribly wrong one turn of your life can take you when you seek acceptance outside of you versus being okay with who you are regardless of how your life is turning out. Again, kind of without revealing too much of the storyline, there are, I think, several people that really wanted acceptance from people in in the book. Um, It's members of a family or separate 
Uh, let me see. Yeah, I'll keep it right there because I don't want to spoil it if you want to read it. But um, some people chose to go to the extreme version of uh, trying to be accepted onto like changing what they look like, what they talk like, all of these different things. And if you remember back on the guest episode with Ashley, we talked about how it seems far-fetched to make all these compromises, but in reality, in relationships where you want acceptance, you're often making a lot of micro-compromises and you don't even realize it. And then by the time you turn around, you are a completely different person from how you wanted to start off because of all the micro compromises that you've made. So here's the hard truth for self-acceptance. You are never in control anyway. That's one that's like, ouch. But just like a toddler, if you sit a toddler on your lap and, you know, maybe you're in a parking lot and you let the toddler kind of play with the steering wheel, the toddler thinks that they're actually driving the car if you let them take control. And they might have a small amount of control, like which direction the car goes in, but ultimately it's your foot on the gas. It's your foot on the brake. So when you can get comfortable with being in the palm of God's hands, and allowing him to mold you and shape you and knowing that you have a little bit of say so given your free will on the direction that things go in. But ultimately, God's foot is on the gas or God's foot is on the brake. When you can learn to accept that, self-acceptance becomes just a little bit easier and life does too. Not perfect, just a little easier. All right. In today's episode, we talked about performative self-acceptance. We talked about how hard it is when you are in the mode of attaching your worth to your productivity, but also the need to break away from attaching your worth to your productivity. We also talked about the ways that productivity can look different. So I don't necessarily have to be taking things off of my list in order to be productive because maybe what my body needs for productivity is just for me to relax for the day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, share the love. Share it with your auntie, share it with your mama, share it with your best friend. And then once you've shared the podcast episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that is all I have for you this week. I'll see you out on these social media streets. <laughs>